set around the campfire. There will be some pork crackling by the flames. It's night. It's late. Most others have gone to sleep already. And those still around the campfire to hear the tale. They are all ears, wrapped in blankets against the cold winds. This will be Simon. Simon Basal, the young priest, middle-aged priest, uh, that you uh, encountered in the last episode, the, the, the last adventure. It was long ago, a long, long while. Far side of the mountains to the north, the world's crown. The mountains, they hide something. There lies a moon, a moon that we never see. There's a moon above the world's crown with beings. Puppet is all. Controllers. I just go around and do their bidding. We never know that they're there. There was one of these beings who came down from that moon. They wandered over the mountains. They traveled south. They met kings and princes. Queens and princesses. Courtiers. Dukes. None of them were granted an audience with this being of blue. He stood nine feet tall. Alabaster skin. And everywhere he walked, fresh flowers would appear in his footsteps. It was like he made the world live again. There was one queen who decided she would stop him. Demand that he tend to her fields. Make her crops plentiful. He did not yield. She had siege engines. Powerful machines of war. The likes of which the world had never seen before. She pointed them all at this man. As he made his pilgrimage south, he did not abate. She let loose volleys of stone and steel. When the dust settled, he just carried on walking. The queen is said to have taken her own life some days later. Some whisper that perhaps it was he who visited her in the night, gave her a poison, revenge for slowing him down a step. They lose track of him when he enters Summer Gleam. They say he goes to the middle of a field and disappears. But I heard from a gnome, Osborne Bothorngage, famous bard extraordinaire. He told me that under good authority, this blue person didn't just disappear. No, this person went underground. He found something deep in the woods near Tharansari, and he went deep into a hollow underground. And there he fought demons. Demons that were just about to breach the surface, rise up and take over the entire land. How he knew he was there, no one knows. But he's either a strange blue man on a random pilgrimage, or a hero that saved us all and none of us even know his name. The best part is how Osborne, when he told me this tale, gave me the finest whiskey ever seen. And it's right here. And he pulls out a bottle of whiskey that he's just picked up from Chubanan, the gnome that you are currently with. I'm Kerry from Tabletop Crafter. I do 3D prints, make dice bags, candles, jewellery, uh, and other D&D accessories. You can find me at Tabletop Crafter on Instagram. I'll be playing Amy, the happy-go-lucky paladin, who wants peace, not war, and thinks everybody should just be friends. I'm Laura from Darkmoon Dice. I make handmade dice sets, and you can find me on Instagram at darkmoondice or on my website at darkmoondice.co.uk. I will be playing Eden, the Aladrin warlock and ex-royal spy. I'm Daniel from Detailer Woodworking. I make wooden gaming accessories such as dice chests, dice trays, even wooden swords. You can find me on Instagram at Detailer Woodworking or on my website detailerwoodworking.com. I'll be playing Erdin Septa, the Elven Bloodhunter, who sees his travelling companions as a means to an end. Hey, I'm Abby from Trade and Tested. I make dice trays, dice bags, tray bags, and I also sell the odd occasional dice set. You can find me on Instagram at Trade and Tested, and you can also find me on Facebook too. I'll be playing Anarchist, the tiefling druid. She has a very dodgy Welsh accent. She's very charismatic, but also judgmental too. Oh, and don't forget Nutkin, the pet squirrel. She loves him lots. My name is Drew Murray from Master Tier Gaming. 
a professional games mastering service that you can use to play games like Dungeons & Dragons, Call of Cthulhu, Star Trek Adventures, or anything else that you like. Contact me if you want to have your own game run by a professional games master. You can contact me via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, on Twitch or on YouTube, or you can get in touch directly via the website, mastertiergaming.com. I will be dungeon mastering today's session, crafting the world and characters that these adventurers will be interacting with. The adventure that we had last time featured Simon, Anakis, Eden, Amy, and Airden. Simon was drunk and wandering about Sommergleam, which is the town in Sommergleam, the wider region. Uh, the cleric, priest, uh, drunkenly wandered down some streets. Uh, Amy and the others decided to follow, uh, mostly because Amy... Uh, doesn't take no from strangers. Uh, upon following uh, him, they find an ancient temple, and he quickly sobers up. They find out that there's something wrong in the fields to the northwest. They travel there and find that vines have overgrown, and that there's this giant crystal magical monolith that has been shattered and rent from its connection with magic, and that started causing all sorts of haywire going on with nature. Anakis and Eden put together the crystal monolith, fighting off undead fiends and minions, uh, with Amy and Airden taking on uh, a gigantic monstrosity that seems to have been birthed from all the evil just lingering about in the place. Upon repairing the crystal, uh, they find that the land is on its way to healing, and an adventure uh, succeeded at they take the time for a bit of rest, leaving and meeting up with Simon again, and two gnome friends, Jubanan and Iresha. Over the course of this adventure, they also uh, meet uh, Tenerus, who is an elven druid, who was in the area to seek Simon himself, the person who uh, Tenerus believes is responsible for the damage that had been done to the local area, the overgrowing vines, the undead bears, that sort of thing. Another person that was met was Xander. This was a tifling adventurer uh, fighting zombie bears and uh, occasionally saving people uh, from their own hubris. Mostly Erden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only Erden, really. <laughs> uh, he uh, kept telling everyone to stay away, uh, that he was going to be uh, dealing with this. And his description matched a rumor that Erden heard while in town, uh, while in the, in the town of Somergly. But he quickly made himself absent, and his whereabouts have been unknown since. Tenerus, currently with... Uh, Simon and Jubanan and Aresha at the time that we ended the previous adventure. Although he wasn't making any great moves to punish Simon or deal with him in any particular way. Uh, so the details of that are currently unknown but for the time being it seems that Tenerys is at peace with the fact that the land is healing. Eden, during the course of the last few days, has been in Selendar's Grove. The grove of her patron. He is able to transport people vast distances and into magical pocket dimensions at will. And with Eden, he helps train her and teach her new skills and abilities, uh, which she uses when she emerges uh, fresh and full of vim and vigor, ready to take on the world's challenges once again. With Enver, her plucky sidekick, uh, the small little sprite on her shoulder. Anakis, being a druid, but distance from the druid order of late, decided to spend her time healing the land further. As much as repairing the crystals started the natural healing process, she wanted to help things get back to a more ready state. There were occasions where uh, creatures would seep out of the woodwork, so to speak. Uh, small burrows where uh, families of rabbits and badgers had died and become uh, undead creatures again, crawling out and ready to attack, uh, attack, attack the encampment that uh, Anakis and Chubanan and Aresha had erected. But Anakis uh, ably kept them at bay. 
She did, however, find that there were several goblin corpses lying in the ground with wounds that don't match that of uh, the vines or the zombie bears. A lot of them have burns, scorch marks. Some of them seem to have been exploded from the inside. Uh, these goblins have just been left strewn across the landscape as the vines retreat. So someone or something, while moving throughout these evil twisted vines, has been killing goblins and leaving them behind. Anakis grows in strength by healing the land. Amy takes Simon and returns to Somergleam. The fact that Amy had a vision informing her that there was an army on the way, and Eden having knowledge that indeed an army is on its way, an elven army, one that seeks this crystal uh, for its magical power. Amy decides to take Simon, go to Somergleam, warn them of this impending threat, that if the elven army doesn't find this crystal here, that they could very well turn south and attack Somergleam. Also, an attempt to clear Simon's name is made. Uh, Simon having been a drunkard and bumping into people, breaking things. Amy wants to see what she can do to help his reputation. Kerry, yeah. would you please give me a charisma ability check? Uh, yeah. There is no skill proficiency to add to this, just a basic charisma check. So d20 plus charisma, nothing else. Okay. Uh, 19. <laughs> She manages to track down not only the head of the guard, who is happy enough to stop and talk to her. This is uh, a gentleman by the name of... Richard's a dull name. I want to change that. My husband's name is Richard. Richard's an amazing <laughs> name. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> I'm just going to write the lame name. fine. I don't know why, I, I think it's it's rubbish. Like, I, I gave him this name and I thought at the time, yeah, it's great, but for some reason it doesn't look right to me just now. But Richard, the town guard. Um, <laughs> so uh, you speak to Richard and let him know that uh, Simon's had a, a troubled past and that he's been working through things, but now he's a lot better and sober. He believes you, but lets you know that a lot of people are still going to treat him uh with a, a bit of a, a cold shoulder. He's put a lot of noses out of joint, but he appreciates you trying to help him. Another thing that Amy wishes to do before she gives up on her errand of mercy is to find those two guys from the bar that wanted to take Simon and leave the bar with him, perhaps in an attempt to rough him up a little. Their intentions are unclear. Kerry, I would like you now to give me an investigation skill check. Ugh, okay. It's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. You find very little information about those two in particular, but after a couple of days of asking around, you come across Richard again. The head of the town guard lets you know that these two figures match the descriptions of members of the Black Scythe gang. The Black Scythes are fairly new to Somergleam. They've been picking up in their activities. Uh, they took over from remnants of uh, minor street gangs that would operate in the area. Uh, the Black Scythes are the first really uh, organized uh, group in this manner that they've ever had to deal with. The Black Scythes, their modus operandi is mercenaries. People for hire, mostly assassins. They're very dangerous, and he advises that you do not go near them. Simon feels a pull to leave Somergleam. He wishes to uh, go to the farmsteads on the outskirts and warn them of the army approaching, rather than the town itself, as no one seems to be listening. You have not been granted an audience with the Queen. You have not been uh, uh, made... Uh, aware of anyone else that would be of uh, any authority to deal with this situation. You know that the town has a queen and an augur, a psychic, someone who can see visions and tell portents of the future. And everyone that you go to, including Richard, uh, lets you know that if there was going to be anything bad, the augur would know. And so no one believes you. However, your inquiries get mixed up with rumour. 
these rumours spread and talk of an impending army starts to spread throughout the town and spreads further north. Anakis, Eden, at the camp with Jabanan and Aresha, you find that there is a travelling salesman moving east who meets up with your camp and lets you know that there is not only an army marching that is only a few weeks away, but that they are also carrying uh, a few goods that they hope to trade in Somaglean before Somaglean is wiped off the map. They don't think that it's got uh, any chance. And there's uh, a few prize items that they'd like to get out of there before bad things happen. He stays with you for the night. When you awake in the morning, as Simon and Amy roll over the hills to meet up with you again, that trader is dead. His body exploded from the inside, and there is a trail of bloody footprints leading back towards the vines. And that's where we're going to pick things up. Cool. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I'm going to whip out my Welsh accent now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm going to try it and see how it goes. I, don't, I can't promise much, so if anybody <laughs> watch this listening gets very offended, I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, I would like to... I, are we asleep at this point? Uh, no, it'll be uh, morning. People will have just started waking up, and uh, there'll be a, a deafening scream from Eresha uh, as she happens upon the now dead body of this person. Okay, I, I wake Eden up. Eden, 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 wake up! What? 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 The 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 um the traveling trader is dead. I don't I don't know what what's happened. I've gone Irish now. <laughs> I've gone from Welsh to Irish. But I don't I don't know what's happened. He's dead. It looks like he's he's, he's exploded. I don't know. He's exploding. Come on. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Exploded. Um. I go over and investigate. <laughs> yeah. That's that's dead. Exploded. Um, can I can I can I investigate the body, Drew? Can I help? Uh, yeah. So uh, one of you make the roll with advantage. Uh, you got by the lead investigator. Well, that's shit. <laughs> uh, that's also shit. No, I failed. <laughs> uh, what was uh, your uh, best result? Six and um, five. <laughs> okay. Wait. How uh, so much of this body is left? Like, uh, well, it turns out not enough to get any information from. Um, you, you find that uh, a lot of his stuff is missing, and that all that's left is like a blood stain on the grass with a few bits of flesh draped around the place. How Ooh. this could have happened silently is beyond you. Okay. okay. Can, I, can I investigate the other... You mentioned that there was goblins that we found... Goblins, can I can I go investigate those bodies too, or have I already investigated those? Um, let's say you've already investigated them, but let's make the roll now. Um, okay. And this will also be with advantage because you've had some time to do this. Come on, come on. Okay, that's no better. No, <gasps> ten. You put that dice away. Get a new dice. Can I want away the dice jail from you? There you go. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I told you I'm just it's funnier in Welsh. I'm talking Welsh. Funnier in Welsh. It's a lot funnier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, the sun into nearest okay. needs to be Welsh. I think druids just need to be Welsh. It adds to the hilarity. <laughs> it does. It does. Um. What? What was your result? Sorry, Anakis, for the the goblin Ten. investigation. Ten. That's not Ten. bad. Uh, so what you found with the goblins is that some of them have died fairly recently. Uh, so mm -hmm. over the past week, where you've been pushing these vines back uh, and helping heal the land, some of them will have been dead for just hours before you came across them. Uh, and so, so they'll have been killed just a few dozen feet from where you've been standing for a few hours. Within that time, uh, they'll have been killed. Right. Can I detect, can I cast detect magic? Magic. Yes. With, uh, so I, I, again, we'll have that as like a, 
you did that around the goblins, and so it doesn't cost a spell slot. This is something you did okay. in the past. Um, and casting to set magic, you find that there is the residue of uh, magical ability. Some okay. spells have been cast around them. Okay. Am I able to tell what spells, or is that too? Be- because that too? of the age of the, the, the magic, it's not uh, anything recent, and the, they haven't been enchanted with anything. Uh, okay. You can't tell what kind of magic, but you know that it is something, and it's something powerful. Okay. My druid craft wouldn't help me with anything, would it? Not with that, no. No. Okay. Um, I'll just ask um, Tenaris and Arusha. Uh, 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 is that who it is? Uh, yep. They're all if there. They've no- if they've noticed anything, or if they were woken up during the night by anything. Uh, Iresha lets you know that she was not uh, awoken by anything. Tenerus, uh simply nods uh, and motions you over. Would my healing spirit be able to do anything at second level? It won't be able to unexplode a man. No. <laughs> I don't have anything that bring anybody back to life, that's the only thing, because I've not changed my spells yet, because I've only just done my long rest, so... I, can't, uh, I don't have anything. Yes, so uh, Tenerus uh, nods to uh, Anakis and to Enver um, that he's aware of something and motions them both over. Um, Tubanan uh, decides that this is the best opportunity to confide in Eve and uh, takes her by the hand, wanders her over to a, a set of stools by the campfire, sits her down with a grim look on his face. You're making me nervous. <laughs> I'm afraid that with all the bad news, I didn't want to let everyone know, but I figure it's best to tell someone. Okay. I'm listening. Out of sausages. No. 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 There was just sausages the other day. I know. There, there was plenty. There were enough sausages for at least days, and now you're saying there's no sausages? Eden, don't make this harder than it already is. No. No. I can't. <laughs> is there bacon? Is there bacon? <laughs> there is bacon, but there's only enough rashes for three of us. <laughs> We're gonna have to kill some people then, you know that, right? <laughs> you know what we need to do. <laughs> he looks over towards one of the horses. Looks back towards you. We're not eating horse. I know him. We're friends. We're not eating horse. Horse, a horse. He nods, brings himself to his feet, and solemnly says, I will have to go and hunt. At which point, Eresha wanders over, grabs him by the lapel, shoves him back down onto the stool, pulls a crossbow up onto her shoulder, pats him on the shoulder lovingly, but also slightly patronizingly, and starts moving off towards one of the hillocks that you've noticed a family of boars nearby. Probably for the best. As Chibanan collapses into fits of tears in his hands at the idea that there may no, not be any sausages for dinner, uh, Anakis and Enver uh, have Tenerus bending the, their ears as he pulls you behind one of the wagons. So, the evening, you didn't hear anything. No. <laughs> I've not practiced this Welsh accent, by the way. I hope you appreciate that. It's contagious, right? It's, it's really contagious. What is that again? stop. <laughs> I noticed a very strange thing outside of my tent. <laughs> I thought it was strange, but perhaps... <laughs> Perhaps it was just a little gnomey people having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> so I figured it was nothing. But here we go. <laughs> That's a wonderful accent. Don't you dare say anything. I'm crying. I noticed outside in my tent that there were eyes of fire and smoke just billowing about. Did you notice the smoke? It seemed to be coming from a person. But I, I, I thought it might have just been one of the gnomes carrying a torch about. And and 
did you did you notice anybody around, or did you hear anything? Anybody that would that invaded the camp, maybe? No, I I I I, I didn't sense anybody. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Nothing it, else. Whoever it was must have been a very stealthy person. Maybe. Hmm. When was the last time you saw Xander, Eden? Oh, Eden. <laughs> yeah. When did we last see Xander? Mm. That was uh, a week ago. A week ago. Okay. Thanks. Mm. Welcome. I don't, I don't Who's know. Who's the Xander? Just someone we know. Bit dodgy. Is he anything at all like that other gentleman that you used to hang around with? As in, does it? Uh, does he act? You know, the, the the Airden fellow. The man with the pale hair. No, they're definitely not alike. They hate each other. I see. You couldn't, it couldn't be more opposite. Am I there now? Yeah, Amy and Simon, you would have crested the hill and seen <laughs> people starting to move about in the early morning and uh, you'll have arrived about now. <clears throat> Oh, Amy, hello! <laughs> Hi, I see her up there on the hill. Eden, Amy's here. I'm like waving the entire way down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> like jumping up and down the car, I'm pretty sure we're on. Look, started running towards you. To <laughs> say hello. I'll come over. Uh, Hi, guys. What's with the uh, this guy pointing at the, the, the dead guy? We're not. We're not too sure. Can you? Have you got anything that you could help us to determine what's happened? Because I haven't got a bloody clue, and I've tried and got nowhere. So can I? Can I see the bloody footprints from here? Like, Tony, you, you already described them. So. Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to see them easily enough. Um, I just point at them and say, uh, "Have you tried following these?" Oh, that's a very good question. No, I, 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 I whistle for napkin and come on. And then I just go off and follow the the, the, um, the footprints. Okay. I just wander off. Uh, I tell Simon I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> off we go. So you start following these bloody footprints. They take yeah. you up to the top of one of the hills surrounding uh, the campsite, further to the west of where you once were, with Crystal Monolith being to your east. As you crest the hill, the other side of it, you see dead bodies by the dozen. There are goblins strewn about. Uh, you can see that there's a, a small um, a, a collection of rocks that make up part of the terrain. The word escapes me now, but... Uh, crags! There we go. Um, you see some uh, craggy outcropping uh, from between a couple of hillocks, and it seems that there was an encampment there of the goblins. The encampment has been broken up, their bodies strewn apart, and in the centre of this encampment, uh, among these uh, large rocks, you find a mark made in blood on the ground. There is a coughing sound, and you note that one of the goblins near this large sigil is alive. Run to him. I cast straight away. As soon as I'm there, I cast um, Cure Wounds on him. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, roll some dice. Let's see how much you heal him by. He's healed by... On the plus four. Oh, shit, five, five points. <laughs> um, uh, no, I had a modifier, sorry. Um, nine. 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 Mm -hmm. Nine. Okay. Uh, as you uh, press your hand to his chest, he takes in a massive, sharp breath and you hear a crack as one of his ribs snaps back into position. Ooh. And he lets out a wheezy breath. You can tell that he's still in pain, he's still bleeding, but you've stopped him from bleeding out and dying. His eyes okay. flicker open, his uh, small, pinched-up green nose against his face, uh, struggling and twitching about, uh, as if he's smelling a great many things or smelling nothing at all and struggling to catch his breath. Just very calmly, I just say, Hello, we're not here to hurt you, don't worry. We're not going to hurt you. I've just helped you a little, helped you out a little bit, okay? Are you all right? I don't have it. What don't you have? Whatever you're looking for. We're not looking for anything. We just want to know what's happened here. Who, who did this? 
How do I know you're not all together? You look alike. We are all together. We're a group. But we went with the people that did this to you. What, what do you mean we look alike? Someone else with horns did this. There was a, a traveller. He, he looked just like her. And he came. He, he said he was here to break bread. We shooed him away. And he left. But, but then, then that night people started screaming. There was fire everywhere. I'm fairly certain it was, it was your kind that did this. Well, I can assure you I'm not with that kind. What did he look like? He had uh, that Horn. fluffy stuff you have on your head. Uh, it, it was not as long as yours. Uh, about, about the same length as yours. And he points to you, Amy. Dark. Horns. Purple skin. Uh, he, he, he wore hide. Long hide. Knives everywhere. He was a killer. Sounds an awful lot like Xander. Don't say Eden, it can't be. He wouldn't do that. Look, and some people kill people too. Trust me. Trust him. Let me put it out there. He loved evil from the beginning. Like a bloody bastard, if you ask me. We're going to be great friends. I don't believe you can tell. Bad for I'm just looking at a person. But perhaps we should find him and question him. It may not be so simple. Well, I'm just going to ask him, what's your name? Why do you want to know? Just want to know. What, 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 I just want to know what your name is. Stegra. Stegra? Stegra. Okay, Stegra. Do you know how he killed these people? Did did it look... Were you awake when any when any of them were killed? Did you see them? Did you see how they were killed? We heard howling, barking, fire. It was horrible. Screaming, shouting, barking, and fire, flames rising. Okay. All right. Have you got somewhere where you can go to safety? This was my home. I had, I had family. He looks over towards a pile of corpses. I had family. I can travel. Okay. At this point, Amy is crying. Uh, can I... Can I give him... Uh, oh, this thing didn't print up. Uh, can I give him a piece of gold? You can give him a piece of gold. Um, he slowly picks himself up, hoisting himself onto the, the low wall that's behind him, leans on it. Why? To help you travel and get somewhere and find somewhere to stay and food and all that stuff. Where would I stay? I don't know. Buy a tent. <laughs> That's not very Amy-like. Um, <laughs> perhaps you can pick up a tent somewhere. <laughs> I'll make my own way. <laughs> Giants are all the same. Can I go over and investigate the symbol? I mean, we know it's yes. probably under, but can we decide what, what it is? Yes. Uh, so give me a religion skill check. Okay. For fuck's sake, three. It's a symbol. <laughs> uh, symbol, but the, guys. <laughs> uh, the combination of it being uh, made in blood and blood being quite a runny thing and uh, last night's small rain shower uh, having distorted a lot of it, it's really hard to nail down what this symbol could be. It could be uh, a symbol for a death cult. It could be a symbol for um, the royal house of Tharansari. It could be anything. Okay. I, I turn to Amy and Eden and I say, we know it's Xander. We saw him last time. We saw him the other day, didn't we? Do you remember when he had a... He did have hold of a... Did we see that or we not? Did. Well, I've got to know. Drew, Drew no, uh, uh, you, you guys did not see him with a goblin oh. skull in. That, that, that was a, an artistic flourish. I, uh, I think we need to... We need to find him. I agree. I think we should find him. But I, I think we should go in uh, cautiously, but... Friendly. He is our friend still, after all. Yes. Um, and we should ask questions first before, you know, accusing him or attacking him. Because if we do something to, like, spook him, it might make things... If he has something. 
since Amy and Anakis have been doing the bulk of the talking, uh, Eden, with advantage from Enver, um, shall we assume that you've been sort of looking around for other, like, clues and stuff? No, just wandering amongst the bodies, towing them over, seeing if there's anything. Uh, so yes, if you could give us an investigation skill check with advantage, because Enver's helping you out. <clears throat> 14? Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, as you move amongst some of the dead and charred bodies, you find two very curious details. One is you find that the goblins had mounted a defense and uh, a few of them holding spears have got these spears wedged into the body of a large boar-like creature. Uh, this is something that is probably about the size of one of the biggest dogs you've ever seen. Um, it, it's something that it's almost something someone could ride. It's a large thing, uh, but it's got this sort of bluish rubbery skin and this squashed up pig face. It's not really something that you'd normally see running about the place. And uh, if you would like to try and identify it, uh, you could make an arcana, history, religion, or nature ability check. Yeah. Um... Arcana, nature, those are all int, aren't they? It doesn't matter. All right. That's oh. a good point. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Pick one, because uh, it'll change uh, how I describe it. Oh, Arcana. Arcana. Um, Twelve. This is not a beast of this realm, uh, this plane of existence. This is something that would uh, struggle to maintain itself here. It's definitely an extra planar being. It's from some other world, some other plane of existence. Okay. The other thing that you find, uh, aside from the fact that the goblins have mounted a resistance and killed uh, one of these weird pig dog things, is that on one of the uh, stones, you find one of the goblins has, with a bloody handprint, wiped in a, a direction westward, and then on the ground carved a symbol uh, into the gravel. The symbol that they carve, you've noticed around uh, a few places uh, and given your your past a few of these symbols you've come across before this is uh, a symbol that sometimes uh, thieves would use them spies use them to uh, pass along coded messages and it essentially means ahead hideaway usually the sort of symbol means uh, that there's going to be some place for you to be able to hide uh, that will be safe for for you if you were to journey to a place. The context seems to skew that somewhat, and perhaps uh, there is a hideaway further west that might be where whoever did this is hiding, or wherever the goblin's stash of goods is. There doesn't seem to be a lot of materials here. Okay. 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 Um... I'll keep that to myself for the minute. All right. Okay. Is the goblin, goblin gone, or is he still waiting around? Uh, he's uh, started looking around uh, the bodies of his fallen comrades and picking up the odd thing here and there, like uh, the shoes off one person and the belt from someone else. Can I investigate some of the other bodies? Yeah. Uh, give me a, another investigation uh, ability to check. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Crystals. Three. <laughs> uh, you find a lot of very shiny rocks, but all of them are just regular pebbles that have been buffed. Okay. Seems that the goblins were using them as internal currency. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, can I cast? You know, I think we need to go and find Xander. Ladies, I think I think we 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 need we need to go. <laughs> I don't know if you agree, but I think we need to leave. Yes. And find. Should we each kind of take like a direction and then, you know, send up a signal or something if one of us finds him? I mean, 
I think it's probably best if we stick together, considering he's killed all of these. Well, yeah, but if he's killed, then the, he, he likely could kill all of us if that was... He wouldn't do that, though. We're friends. I mean, look how... <laughs> and then can I just check, like, so we're out of earshot of the goblin? <clears throat> uh, yeah, turn... you, you can move away from him, yeah. Um, I mean, you guys slaughtered a whole lot of goblins back at back at the farmland and... and... We slaughtered like five. We slaughtered five, and they attacked us first. That's different. We don't know. We're only going on what he said. What if they attacked Xander? I mean, let's just—we don't know. We don't know what happened. There could be an explanation. There could be a misunderstanding. Like we just—we find him and we talk to him. I don't know about—I don't know about splitting up. I mean, what what directions would would we take? I could go west. Um, I you know like that. That way, um, but then if either one of us, we don't have to go far—not far from each other, but kind of each in a direction—and then. Well, like, why do why don't we all? Like, I, I think it might be better for us all. Would I? I worry about about the splitting up and. Can I? Lost, or... We just would cover more ground and probably be able to find him faster if we went separately. But if you went west and I went. North, I don't know what the actual direction we just come from is, but, uh, um, come and from then, alright, okay, uh, but then what if he went, like, southwest, and we've gone in, like, uh, north, uh, south and west direction, and then we just miss it? Well, if we each take a, a, a chunk of the, the compass, right, so not just north, but if you do, a, like, a pie slice of travel, yeah. <laughs> So you cover northeast. You. And I guess what? Where are you on this? I think we all need to go together. I could. Can I locate him? I don't. Oh, can you do locate first, and I just locate? Oh, I... can we think of anything he has on him? I've got locate locate object, but. How, what what's the range? How far can you locate people? It's only within 30 feet. Do <laughs> <laughs> anything that he was wearing or had on him? Or... Oh, the gloves. You could try and locate like, his gloves that he was wearing. We saw those in detail. And then if you think about that, presumably it doesn't be much. around a bunch of bear hearts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, although that might take us to a bear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't fancy that. Oh, like his... I could ask. The... Can I ask the, ask the animal? Could I ask the animals? <laughs> Can I ask the animals if they know anything, Drew? Okay. Uh, you could, but just for a, a point of clarification, um, locate object. Uh, you can sense the direction of the object as long as it's within 1,000 feet of you. Oh, oh. pick the pick, like, oh. gloves or something. So, so oh, long well, as you've a... seen oh, it up I... close within 30 feet. I've read the second paragraph and not the first. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, with that, within a thousand feet, I can do that, no problem. And it's, I, I will, I will cast locate object, please. At uh, second level. At second. Yes, it is. Um, all right, and uh, you're you're wanting to locate specifically Xander's gloves. Yes, please. All right. Are oh, gloves or coat? Oh, he wouldn't oh. throw his gloves away, would he? Oh, well, you never know. If he's been killing people and he's coming. Yeah. I've got a coat. He's less likely to ditch the coat. Exactly. You're more, you're more likely to keep a coat outside, aren't you? Coat. Let's go for coat. Or okay. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't choke, choke away boots, would you? <laughs> boots or coat? Okay. Which of your feelings? Coat. 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 Hundred percent. Coat. All right. <laughs> boots get lost. That happens. Coat. Uh, uh, Anakis sweeps her foot along the ground, bends down, picks up a forked twig, which she then tosses into the air, and it lands, uh, pointing in a direction. The direction that it's pointing is southwest. This way. No. This way. <laughs> like, this way. <laughs> High intelligence score. <laughs> no, the other way down. High wisdom. How does that work? No. Anyway. <laughs> so yes, uh, so you managed to identify that it's uh, within a thousand feet southwest. Uh, and that's further into this rocky crag. Uh, you 
got this broken up rocky landscape. Okay. Can I I don't want to cast it again. Can we um is there any trails or tracks that we can follow? I'm pretty good at well no, I've not been this way. Can I track his whereabouts? Uh you can give me a survival skill check. Let's see how good you are at tracking. Oh, I've got a very good oh my word. Oh that's a plus eight modifier. <laughs> Yeah, 19. 19. 19. Right. Uh, so, uh, looking up from this stick that you've uh, tossed onto the ground, uh, you then see, almost clear as day, um, broken and bent pieces of like bracken and uh, small little um, bristly plants that have been growing from between rocks. Someone big has moved through here recently. Um, following that trail, you should be able to find whoever was the last big person uh, to come by here. What you're able to tell from the tracks that you're following is that it's one person they're about six feet tall. Okay. All right. I think in, it, it's in this direction. Do we want to prepare, tell him that we're coming or do we just want to... We don't want to surprise him because then we don't want to die. So I don't know. Can we... I think let's just... We'll just walk. We'll just walk up. Don't look too much like we're okay. trying to ambush him or anything. All right. I, I can follow the track. I assume I'm going first if I'm tracking. I just follow with I follow with Nutkin on my shoulder. Did you say you, you're going to be uh, quiet and stealthy about this, or are you making your approach known? Making it known, I think. Yes. Okay. Um, is anyone in particular wanting to... Uh, try and hide, or all three of you being brazen and out in the open about this? I feel like one of us hide if we're all walking <laughs> together and two of us are being loud. Can one of us hide? Well, uh, th th there are lots of, like, tall, jagged bits of rock and stuff, so two of you could just be walking uh, sort of down this canyon uh, that's being formed. I I'm reluctant to use the word canyon because it's only, like, five to six feet tall rocks. Um, but... Uh, one of you could be, like, ducking and diving between these yeah. rocks, trying to stay hidden. Yeah, if I could do this a little stealthier than them, too. All right. Uh, give me a stealth check, then. Okay. I can do that. Eleven. Eleven, right. Let's... Ooh, I get to roll a die for once. All right. Okay. As you're wandering through uh, these broken bits of rock, you see that there are lots of uh, goblinoid scribbles along the walls carved in. It looks like they've been camping here for a while, but the camp doesn't go very deep into these rocks. Uh, and that the rest of this is just uh, you know, general like hanging about grounds for the goblins. Uh, a lot of the broken bits of like branch and tent work and stuff has been burned and destroyed in the opening, uh, open area. You then... Uh, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. If I... The first... I've got charm person prepared and ready to go, so... As soon as I block him, can I... Oh. <laughs> but he'll know that you charmed him, though. He'll know that you charmed him, and it'll be an issue. I think we should go in just as friends. Okay. I think he, like... We've had no problems with him, personally. So, like, keep that in your back pocket. But that's just... Okay. What's everyone's passive perception scores? 14. 13. 10. <laughs> Anakis and Eden, as you're approaching, you start to hear sounds of people <clears throat> moving back and forth very quickly. Lots of uh, foot scrapes and um, gravel shifting about. You then hear a loud whack of uh, a body hitting stone and uh, you then hear this loud grunt as you're turning a corner uh, Amy Eden and Anakis all see there are two people one of them is Xander the other is someone in a deep red robe they've got a medallion around their throat uh, around the throat around the neck uh, it's not a choker uh, they've got this uh, medallion hanging down and Xander has pushed this person against a wall. His fist is set ablaze, 
ready to punch this person, obviously again, as you see this person's got blood streaming down their face, uh, matted hair. Uh, the woman in the robe seems to be not putting up much of a fight, and she's holding on to a glass vial in her hand. Uh, can I shout his name? I didn't see him. I feel like kind of happily, but... Uh, give me a, a, a charisma ability check, uh, Amy. Oh, uh, 13. As you uh, gleefully say, Xander, uh, he looks over, drops his arm slightly, and you see the flames extinguish around his hand, and he gives you this very confused look. And the woman in robes pushes him off and starts dashing between a small gap between some stones. Um, can I... Uh, um, sorry. Is she within 60 feet of me? Yeah. Can I command her? <laughs> I'll try. Command her. What's she the same with her DC? Uh, it's 13 now. Damn. Got 12. <laughs> it was it used to be 12. Oh. <laughs> um, I want to say stop. As she's uh, pushing her way through uh, a gap between rocks, she stops. Okay. Um, I'm going to quickly turn to you guys. So that isn't going to last very long. Uh, go and like apprehend her or something, just so we can get the full picture of what's going on here. I I don't know if I've got any rope. I um I assume one of us has got some rope. Um, I have rope. I'll throw a rope over. I'll I'll take the rope from Amy. And yeah, I'll... we got rope. And and wrap around the tree. Last for oh, anywhere. A, a round, so we've got like six seconds. I run. As it runs over with the rope, uh, Xander. Six seconds. <laughs> and saying, "You dare move? I put this in your face." <laughs> oh, what, what, what was that? Say again. I you can I put the, this flame that I've got in your face. Are can you I to the woman or to Xander? For the woman. Okay. Can you like half cast something? So I have chill touch, which creates a ghostly skeletal hand. Can I like ready that with the hand, like at her neck, but not cast it? Like not do the damage unless yes it's like casting half a spell half yes <laughs> it's a yeah uh, it's supposed to be a really scary creepy skeletal hand because this is necromancy so it should look very terrifying yeah yeah behave bitch behave it, strictly <laughs> well, mechanically we can handle that as like a, a um I forgot what it's called now like a held action um, you, you can sort of reserve yeah. your, your action. Hmm? Yes, I just want the hand there. Yeah. But then not... Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay so, uh, Anakis is there, flame in hand, uh, Eden with a ghostly spectral hand around this woman's neck, uh, Xander reaching over, grabbing her by the hood and pulling her back in uh, to Wait. the little clearing that you've got. Amy! Um, yeah. Um... Sandra, what's happening? Why why are you fighting with this woman? He uh, roughly brings her back in, pushes her against a wall, shrugs his shoulders as if he's tr just trying to get a knot out. Ugh. This one has been giving me a little bit of trouble. Been setting fires, haven't you? Can I roll in? Yes. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Xander um, is telling the truth. You can tell that he's being very uh, closed off with the three of you and that he's definitely not sharing everything but that everything that he's, he's saying he believes to to be the truth setting fires to what? setting fires to goblins why? that's what I intend to find out let's not kill her setting them on fire or exploding them <sighs> he then lets her go fine pulls his coat but if I don't get any information in the next five minutes she's mine again alright I'll get information out of it don't worry about that rolls his eyes swishes his coat and 
sort of jumps about four feet into the air, sort of slightly stepping up onto one of the rocks, pirouetting around and then sitting down with his coat sort of draping down over the rock, like a set of bat wings. And he just sort of perches on this rock, pulls out some stick uh, from his pocket. Uh, you don't know if it's some sort of jerkied meat or some sort of taffy thing, and he starts chewing on it. I roll my eye. So she was exploding the goblins. She is uh, shaking her head, eyes wide. Uh, the blood has sort of like matted her hair uh, to her face. Uh, she looks to be human, uh, although her hood is still sort of, uh, like up and covering the back of her head. Uh, she's shaking her head, eyes wild, not quite sure where to look. Okay. Xander? She's been exploding the, the goblins. Yeah. What about the guy in our camp? What guy? Uh, a travel... Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. He looked like a travelling salesman. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a travelling said. Wasn't he? Was he travelling train? Yeah, it's just that he wasn't yep. there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the goblin said there was one goblin left alive, and he said that it was someone. It was it was a tiefling, like hmm. And we came across more goblins, and they said the person that had killed his his town looked like me as well. Don't know what to tell you. Although, to be fair, he. I mean, he did say that you passed... Did, did you go and stay with some goblins on your way through? I spoke to or some, yeah. to. Okay, I mean... So I turned to the other say, like, to be fair, it's a goblin, like, he did say that, that, that Xander passed through and then, then they all died. Um, okay. I'm gonna turn to the, the woman now. Uh, and I want to try to use command again. Spell slots up. <laughs> All right. What is uh, your command? Uh, confess. Some of my new favorite one. Mm. She breaks down crying, and through tears and sobs, she confesses that it was her that called the fires up. Called the fires up. Up from below. What? What do you mean? How and why? She uh, grabs the small metal symbol that's on a chain around her neck, holds it up and says that she's been granted the power and that when the power commands she obeys. Are you like a cleric or something? She nods. Uh, she then looks over towards Xander, looking a bit concerned. Why Why are you shaking your head when Xander said that you've set the fires? If you brought them up. He's not safe to be around. If he gets angry with you and decides to react, I could be gone for. Gone for? A goner or done for? Pick a word, Drew. What? Why is he not safe? I don't want to say when he's around. Well... <laughs> Sandra, cover your ears. <laughs> I mean... Earmuffs. He raises an eyebrow, looks at Eden... Eden, I get a charisma check. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> so that's just oh. a D20 plus my charisma modifier? Uh, yes. Glad I took the bonus to my charisma. <laughs> if, if you're proficient in persuasion, I'll allow that proficiency bonus added on as well. Uh, no. No, I'm not. Uh, but that's okay, roll to 17. 21. Ooh, nice. The two of you stare at each other. About 15 seconds pass by, and everyone is feeling very uncomfortable. And eventually Xander covers his ears and <laughs> rolls his eyes up. Yes! Okay. I, mean, I don't I... do that, I don't do that, but I feel it on the inside. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, whisper it, because, I mean, he might be pretending, but, like, tell me why he's dangerous. That man is not safe to be around. You need to get out of here now. The powers that I serve are looking to uh, become stronger and I am compelled to obey, but he he, he is a step beyond. Why though? You said that already. Why, what, why is he dangerous? Because 
control fire with his hands and, and summon beasts. I mean, do that. Yeah. All right, don't worry. Um, what, what, what powers? What, who's your, who are you being told to do stuff by? Who's your deity? I worship the Queen of Blood. She okay. holds up the symbol again. Uh, does anyone want to make a history or religion ability check? I will. Skill check. Oh, not my, not my forte. Yeah. The what? The of blood. Uh, yes, queen. queen of blood. Queen of blood. Uh, Sixteen religion. Okay. Um, the worship of Ayala, the queen of blood, is. Uh, a small cult sect that you'll have learned about, Amy, while uh, at your time in the convent. They were presumably disbanded centuries ago. Um, they were targeted around the same time as several death cults were. They don't worship the personification of death exactly, although it is believed that Ayala was an avatar of death. Uh, Ayala, the Queen of Blood, was a woman. She was a real queen uh, that history records, and she did not treat her subjects well. She tortured them, bathed in their blood, uh, and it's said to have given her eternal youth. Uh, <laughs> the cult very quickly died down, but occasionally you get little uh, resurgences of it here and there. Uh, nine times out of ten, entirely benign. They're just teenagers that found a, a cool culty book and they're just like oh yeah this is what we worship now um so i said to her uh, have, have you considered uh, changing to a, a different temple perhaps perhaps one that's a little bit less you know uh, un unpleasant i mean obviously we all have our own beliefs and everything and that's fine but i mean uh, my temple would be more than happy to, to take in, in a new member to, to its, its flock. I, I'm afraid the queen wouldn't allow it. The queen? So it's the queen herself that's, that's controlling you? Control is... It's more that I have the choice, and it's in my best interest to choose to do what she says. And why is Xander trying to kill you? Because you worship the Queen of the Queen of Blood. He was supposed to be. Are you going to kill me afterwards? No, no. of course not. Oh, I mean no. I mean no. <laughs> Wait, I didn't. We didn't decide this though. So. No, don't kill oh. anyone. We don't kill people. We, we kill some people. Kill dead they can't be brought back. And if we have to, we have apprehended the odd goblin but it was unpleasant we didn't want to i mean it proves to be evil then maybe but otherwise no. maybe not to a fist <laughs> <laughs> no not gonna kill you you have my word that we will not kill you <laughs> she leans in close and explains to you that ayala the queen of blood has cursed her and all of her followers all, all of ayala's followers have been cursed not this one. Uh, she, she introduces herself as as uh, Gala, by the way. Um, so uh, Gala has no followers. She is just one of the followers. Uh, Gala, um, she's been cursed. She then tries to move to a bit of her back, uh, but you don't see anything there. Uh, she can feel a blade, an invisible blade, stabbing into her back, and it twists whenever she disobeys the queen. And that the only way that she can get that blade removed is by serving the queen for long enough. And then hopefully she will get a promotion within the cult and it'll get removed. Uh, that Xander was supposed to be someone that she met up with. She was told to meet with Xander and that he would uh, help her with her task of uh, collecting a relic. Didn't. He refused and instead... Uh, sent her on her way when she decided to look for the relic which she thought might have been in the goblin encampment uh, she was then chased by Xander and he'd been chasing her most of the night uh, around this area until he cornered her among these rocks and she had so the goblins were dead when you got there no she she killed the goblins okay what's in her hand the glass vial 
Yep. She reluctantly holds it forward. Uh, and yep, I'm going to like that. Inside is a small bone inside this glass vial. It is Can rattling around in there. Can I do a, is it, would it be a medicine check? Can I do a medicine check on yes, it? Yes, if you wanted to try and identify the bone. Okay, so then why did she kill our traitor? Ted. This is a finger bone, definitely from a humanoid. It's been excised quite some time ago, and it's been clean as well. I just point to it and say, what's this for? It's something that I was compelled to recover. Something that I was told this gentleman would help me with. I didn't attack your camp. It was him. He, he is here to help, and it, it is all for the best. But he doesn't seem to care. He just seems to want to hurt people and not, not follow through with my queen's wishes. I think that he's got the relic that that trader had. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, your intentions don't sound don't sound overly great either. The, the just dead body parts? Yeah, but what, what are you collecting them for? What's the, what's the end game? What's the end game? I say it with a smile. <laughs> oh, the the body parts. You're, you're you're wondering why we're collecting body parts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's it's a reasonable thing to wonder. <laughs> what I would rather wonder is where he's gone. Oh, for fuck's sake! Why was no one watching it? <laughs> I just said. Why did you tie him down? <laughs> I mean, we would tie up one person at a time. Can uh, I attack him? He's gone, I think. Yep. Uh, as, as you turn to look at the rock, uh, the rock just has uh, some of this uh, sticky taffy thing that he's made into a small little statuette of himself, arms crossed, on top of the rock. He is nowhere to be seen. A dick. 